This is The Playbook. We normally do it in a pretty dope studio, okay? I mean, we put a lot of time and effort into our studio. It's nothing compared to this $5 billion studio we're sitting in right now. And I happen to be sitting with the man, the myth himself, the legend, David Meltzer. Thanks for coming on the podcast, brother. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. No better place to do it than SoFi Stadium. This is sick. I yeah, mean, this is, is cool. <laughs> like, it, it is. It's even better than I thought it would be when yeah. I moved in here and uh, pinched myself. Still get choked up every time I sit in here. I would. I mean, shit. I mean, I, I'm walking in this thinking like, wow, all my crushed dreams and I still get, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But, man, listen, thank you so much for taking the time. I'm really excited to get to know you, you know, at a deeper level, right? Because everyone watching this, they, I'm, I guarantee everyone watching this knows who you are, right? You've done an incredible job building an incredible brand. Really, uh, and for what I know you for best is what you, the message of happiness and, 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 and joy and mindset that you've spread across the world, right? And I believe that's what a lot of people know you for as well, right? I hope so. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredible, you know, and it takes a lot of courage. I mean, there, let, let's, let's, not, let's not, you know, sugarcoat it. It takes a lot of courage because even though you're spreading something so positive, there's no question you're receiving, you know, how many things trying to tear you down. And we were just having a conversation. <laughs> I know. I, I was stuff. thinking about it. Like yeah. every time that people try to tear you down and they've uh, done it my whole life and your whole life. Yeah. It's funny. I think about Gandhi oh. because, you know, to me, Gandhi truly lived that same mission. He's a former lawyer as well. I didn't who, know that. Yeah. Who literally tried to change the world, to empower yeah. people, to be happy, to live at peace. And mm. you probably would know Mother Teresa and Gandhi were two of the most peaceful human beings right. ever to walk the earth. Right. Somebody killed Gandhi. Right. <laughs> like they shot him. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Yeah. You know, just because someone doesn't resonate with what I'm saying yeah. or doesn't think that what I'm doing is just or right. Yeah. It's going to happen. But I think bigger is the idea of a collective consciousness that, mm. you know, one particle of light overcomes a million particles of darkness. Ooh, and I like that. You can, and it, it helps me because, look, I'm just doing what I do. And mm. thanks to social media and thanks to media in general, in my previous traditional experience in media, I understand the size, scope, and scale of an audience. Mm. And never before could someone take their essence whatever it may be. If you're Dr. Pimple Popper, there's <laughs> sure. an essence. <laughs> right. Well, 20 years ago, that doesn't work. Yeah. Right. If you're in Columbus, Ohio and you're Dr. Pimple Popper and you're like, Hey, I'm gonna create a brand. Right. Look, you're not going to get enough people to resonate with either loving watching pimples well, so getting there's popped. Lot, there's a lot or of pimples out there. So, <laughs> right. But when you have the whole world, all of a sudden you have a Bravo TV show, yeah. you have a podcast, mm. you have a blog, like you can build a brand off of, anything as long as it's authentic meaning you know the essence of it and i think that's where my difference came in is that people my age don't want to take the risk or the chance of building a brand of yeah. who they really are mm -hmm. telling how many mistakes they've made being honest about what they do it's really difficult and it's you know uh humbling yeah. to think like Hey, I'm bragging about the fact that I'm an idiot and I lost over a hundred million dollars. Mm -hmm. Like that's one of the things that resonates with people. Sure. Is how stupid I was. Yeah. <laughs> or am. Well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, like I, I think the word I keep saying is courage, right? Because and like really, honestly, it's fascinating how people who want war or they like or they're anti-peace for you know in a way really are the biggest cowards of them all, right? But if someone who wants peace are usually the greatest warriors. I mean, you, you talk to someone like Jocko or you talk, you know, you yeah. know, you're familiar with Jocko, right? Yeah. Or you have a conversation with anyone who's actually seen what it's like to be 
to fight for something. And I didn't want to uh, you know, portray this as like war. War in any, any form or fighting for what you believe in is a war in of itself, right? And that is a warrior mentality to be actually fighting for something, right? And if that fight you know, is something that you go through your entire life, when you talk about, you know, like Mother Teresa or Gandhi, right, they fought for something, right? And that something they were fighting for is peace, joy, unity, love, right? And yet they're met with so much resistance, you know, resistance and animosity. And it, you just, you look at the scope of things, especially today, yes, we have, you know, the ability to get it out there more, right, with social media. But doesn't that also open up for the cowards, you know, with all their, you know, like fake profiles or whatever it is to attack, you know, group together on Reddit or whatever it is to attack with everything they have. Right. I mean, look, look what it's opened up. You yeah, know, it's a, you know, it's interesting because I always believe in being protected and promoted. And I'm going to use an example of my book. So I wrote a book called Connected to Goodness. Mm. Um, seems to be a fairly positive title at yeah. the very least. Right. You think so. Even if you, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and, and yet. You know, my very first review was from a negative person, mm. a very big book reviewer. Mm. And 10 years ago, I wrote the book and I was so I'm, you know, I wasn't as familiar as I am today with how this works. Well, the person said that I was an idiot, that it was the worst book she's ever read, <laughs> because in the book I did research on this. But in the book, I said, if you talk to dirty water, it'll clean it up. Or if you talk negatively to clean water, it'll get cloudy. Mm. And there's movies about it. There's research there's about si it. There's straight science on that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And this lady didn't believe it. So she said, this is the dumbest book. He believes you can change water by talking to it. Yeah. And I was crushed. I'm like, oh no, the biggest book reviewer for Goodreads mm. just completely crapped on me, called me an idiot. And this book is never going to sell. But you know what happened is that everyone that believed her, didn't buy the book. Mm. So people that didn't buy the book wouldn't believe what I talk about, about manifestation and energy and mm. frequency, all the things I do believe in. Yeah. I don't expect you to believe them, mm. but I believe in them. Yeah. So all those people that would have read it and continued telling people, Dave Meltzer's an idiot, he, right? And giving me negative reviews, mm. they didn't buy it because of the negative review. But what else happened? All the people that disagreed with her that maybe won't have bought the book now got pissed off, defended me mm. and said, Oh, I got to read this book. Yeah. This guy's talking my language. Yeah. And so it became, you know, a great success, a bestseller launching my speaking career mm. all because of a negative, mm. you know, attack that was unjustified in my sure. opinion, right. factually unjustified. Sure. But that doesn't facts don't mean anything. Mm. So I want people to realize that it, I don't think it's courage. I think it's a shift in a paradigm of I am, who I am. Like, mm -hmm. this is what I believe. Yeah. I'm open-minded to change my mind. Trust me. Yeah. Like I believe in what I believe today. Yeah. Open-minded to change my mind. I believe in hypocrites, mm -hmm. like people that are hypocritical, learn things. And I want to surround myself with open minds, open hearts and open hands. But I want to encourage people, Hey, state your opinion and learn from it, but don't be discouraged. And I don't think it's that great courage or courageous to be myself. Mm -hmm. I think today, a lot of younger people don't have, the confidence, not the courage to be themselves. Well, let me ask you this. This is something I talk about a lot, right? And this is, to me, if I were to summarize, if you were to give me the recipe for someone who's going to be successful, no matter what they do, whether it's football, business, being a lawyer, I would say it's three things. And I call it the three seasons of success. Confidence, courage, and coachability. Oh, nice. Right? But it's interesting. So talk to me about why you say it's not courage, it's confidence. Because when I pair those two, and I, yeah. like, because like, from my perspective, 
if you give me someone who has the courage to step through that fear, step through that barrier of what might happen and what might go wrong, and really, honestly, just to step through fear in general at any barriers, I can work with that, right? And if you give me someone who has enough self-belief that they could actually just bet on themselves and not have to rely on anybody else, I could work with that, right? You could show them marketing or sales or how to throw a football or whatever. The skills can come, right? But that mentality, so why, why are you leaning more towards the confidence as opposed to courage in this, t in this context here? Well, I think, first of all, is understanding fear. And so I do a lot to study fear. And I have categorized fear in two ways. There's only two fears in the world, fear of the past and fear of the future. Fear of the past usually manifests itself in regret and guilt. Fear of the future usually in anxiety. Mm. And so for me, I think fear is, om fear is omnipresent and that I utilize time to spend minutes and moments in fear. Mm. So where I'm not overcoming my fear, I'm just spending minutes and moments by identifying the subcategories of the two stereotypical types of fear mm. and spending minutes and moments in a need to be right, a need to be offended, a need to be angry, upset, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, guilty, resentful, all of these different things. I'm in a practice yeah. of minimizing fear. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's almost anti-coherent uh, to say that somehow I'm courageous. See, I would think that courageous would be predetermined upon the fact that you're overcoming something. Right. Right? Yeah. Where my uh, paradigm shift of Look, I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing to interfere with it by mm -hmm. identifying the fear. And then instead of resisting it, going over it, under it, through it, fighting it, being courageous, going around it, lying to it, manipulating it, cheating it, denying it, mm -hmm. which takes courage, by the way, all those right, things. Right. Not me. I just stop. See, I'm in the practice of identifying the fear, mm -hmm. either category, and then stopping and then reminding, remembering, and reconnecting mm. or recollecting mm. to a source, an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that loves me more than my mom, that's protecting and promoting me. So in the paradigm shift that I have of trying to identify what I'm doing to interfere mm. with this intellect, this inspiration, this intuition that we call confidence, mm. if I can identify, then I can just spend minutes and moments in it and then roll in the right trajectory of what I do want. So for me, I would replace, and it's just my own personal opinion. Yeah, right. I like the word consistency. Mm. See, when you, I thought you were going to go there and say, whether you want to be a lawyer, a football player, uh -huh. an entrepreneur, my secret sauce, what I think if someone would say, what is the one thing that mm. you do really, really well? Mm. I'm one of the most consistent mofos you'll ever meet. Yeah. I, I am enjoying the consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential. Mm. I am on live every day. I am doing interviews every day, seven days a week, mm. right? I am maximizing my time mm. because energy does three things. There's three characteristics of energy. It aggregates on itself, so mm. it attracts like energy. Right. Similar, yeah. It compounds, which means you get exponential results. And in money's energy, so yeah. think about it. Money, if you save it, you save more and more, it compounds via interest, right? But yeah. it also accelerates. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually maximizing the three characteristics of energy by being consistent in a trajectory of what I think I want by the behaviors that I have. Because when you have the appropriate behaviors that you can define as courageous if you want, right, but when right. you have the appropriate behaviors, they aggregate, accelerate, and compound. Well, what happens is you actually get a 
awareness of one thing. It's called progress. See, the instant result of behavior is progress. So good behavior progresses in a positive direction. Bad behavior progresses in a negative direction. I want my good behaviors to aggregate, compound, and accelerate. And I want to minimize the negative behavior or fear in my yeah, life. Right. And the only dependent variable that you can utilize is time. Time's the dependent variable of all matter, subjective and objective matter. Yeah. You can actually say and quantify with time guilt. There's no other way to quantify guilt. Why can I say that? Okay, I felt guilty for an hour today. What if I felt guilty for 59 minutes tomorrow and 58 the next day? Mm. I have less interference in my life because guilt interferes, the fear of the past interferes with me getting what I want in the future. Mm. And so, you know, all of these things, I, I don't think takes courage in my opinion. Mm. It takes consistency mm. and confidence yeah. in order to effectuate what you want. Other people do deem it as courageous. Let me give you one more yeah. real quick example about courage. I cry. Right. Okay. I, I just, I feel that, you know, for me, crying is like perspiration of emotion. When I get overwhelmed yeah. with being connected, mm -hmm. I cry and I talk about my mom or my wife or yeah. whatever is important to me. I can't tell you how many times I walk off the stage and people are like, oh my God, man, you are so courageous. Right? <laughs> I can't believe, you know, you're so vulnerable and courageous. And, but it's interesting because if a woman cries on stage, they don't call her courageous. Mm. But for some reason, so this is a good example of courage is right. A subjective matter of what other people are afraid of. Mm -hmm. And I prefer to shift the paradigm and say, look, we're all intellectually intuitive and inspiration in a unified system of thought. And that if we can identify what we're afraid of, we can appear to be courageous, but we're actually more confident and consistent in pursuing the potential that we have instead of interfering with it. Mm. Well, it seems like when you're talking about confidence, right, and consistency, you're almost talking about, you know, almost this energy around you as if like, right, because when you started talking about like confidence, first thing you start saying is the all and like this energy around yeah. you. Tell me about that because I feel I know there's a lot. I can hear it in the voice. There's a lot more to it with what you're describing as confidence as in what's around you and the energy and when you know in what we are right and i i, I, I want to so hear good. you describe that I, yeah. it, and it, it's an important lesson that took me years to learn and practice still today mm -hmm. so most people live life in a world of just enough right they're trying to get more of everything yeah. everything's a trade negotiation a transaction and so i spent a lot of my life trying to get more happy mm. more healthy mm. more wealthy mm. and more worthy and to me, that's a faithless existence uh, of separation. And the reason I say that is if I am protected and promoted and part of an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing, abundant source, mm. if I'm part of that, yeah. then instead of trying to get more of what I'm already a part of, shouldn't I be looking at it in a different way? So instead of getting more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, more worthy, why not try to figure out what I'm doing to interfere with it? See, for me, that's now an abundant, infinite way of living my life. Not as a zero-sum game where I'm trading, negotiating what there's winners and losers, but instead I'm living in a value-add game mm -hmm. where when I ask for help, I'm adding value to the person that I ask for help because nothing makes someone feel better or gives more value to them when you ask them for help. Mm -hmm. And when I receive, I'm actually adding value as well to not only me, but the person who is giving and witnessing the gift. Yeah. 
So there's so many aspects of life and that I believe that we're stuck in this zero sum game instead of a value add game mm. of aggregation, acceleration and compounding of energy. Mm. And at its core, I believe one simple foundational principle that isn't religious, isn't philosophical, isn't theoretical and it isn't spiritual. To me, it's a foundational principle of just math mm. that in order to live your life to the fullest, you need to believe one thing. There's something bigger than you, yeah. an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that loves you more than your mom. Mm. Therefore, let me give you my classic uh, example. When I was little, like every other little boy, I went to put my hand on the stove, the hot stove. Right. And right. my mom, who never hit me, slapped the crap out of my hand and screamed right. at me, no. Mm. I, at that time, cried. I looked at, not the reason I cried today, but I cried out of, why are you punishing me? Mm -hmm. That's what I said. Mom, what did I do? Why are you punishing? And she immediately hugged me, said, I'm not punishing you. I'm protecting you. I'm promoting you. It's okay, baby. You didn't know, but that stove would hurt you mm. really bad. Mm. And I know you don't know that. Mm. Well, think about this. When you don't get the job you went, when the deal that you wanted didn't come through, when somebody shits on your book with a bad review right. or someone calls you a scammer <laughs> or whatever else they may do in your life, right. which they will, yeah. I promise you. No and the question. bigger you get, the more people don't oh. like you and the more people that do like you, yeah. it's math. Right. But when they do, I'm telling you, when, when I went bankrupt, it didn't take me very much time until I realized Oh my gosh, I was reaching out to go touch a stove, but this time it wasn't just going to burn me. Mm. It probably was going to kill me because I was surrounding myself with the wrong people, the wrong ideas, Ooh. right? I was doing the things, behaviors that were leading to negative aggregation, compounding and acceleration. Mm -hmm. So when the universe said, here, give me your hundred million, I'm going to protect you because if I let you keep the hundred million, you're going to die. And at the very least, you're going to lose your wife, which, may just be the equal in my world, right. but more importantly, I'm being protected and promoted. And that snapped it in my mind. Wait a second. This is the foundational principle of abundance. Yeah. Something bigger than me that loves me more than my mom. Therefore, I don't understand why I didn't get the job. I don't understand why I lost all my money. I don't understand why, you know, that relationship didn't work out. I don't understand why they're mean to me, hmm. but now I do understand why, hmm. you know why? I'm being protected and promoted. I'm ignorant and humble. Mm -hmm. I know I don't know why. I know I don't know what I don't know, but I know one thing, that there's an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that's protecting me, and sooner or later, I'll figure out why. Dude, that is so good. I mean, I, I, like, I'm just listening to you, and you guys are talking about that. Just for full context, I just had a business, was probably my biggest business, that just got completely destroyed. I lost millions and millions of yep. dollars, and I've got people calling me scammer, this, this, this. And it's like, and I'm just, and I've, we've, and you know, what 2022 is probably one of the darkest times of me and my wife's, you know, life. And I'm hearing you say that. And I, and what we've noticed looking back is seeing all the people who we thought had our back, the th people we thought cared about us and how quickly they have turned. Right. And how quickly they're out of our lives. And it's almost like sitting in this thing of like, I am so glad we did not continue with this. I'm so glad we did not continue on this path that somehow this is now no longer in our lives, you know? And so I'm listening to you say, I'm like, Oh dude, yeah. that's, that's tugging on the heartstrings there a little bit, you know, it, it is hard to understand at the time. And yeah. once again, remember I say times a dependent variable of all matter. Mm -hmm. When it first happened, 
right? When you lost millions and I lost millions, you know, for me, it was walking to my mom's house to tell her I was bankrupt and yeah. also having to tell her that she had to move because I didn't take her house out of my name. Oh. And right, thinking, yeah. holy, I, like I felt so punished. And then how much time did it take from when I sat in front of my mom to tell her that and her looking at me and saying, are you okay? Do you need any money? And I literally had to say her mom, I think you're in shock. She said, what do you mean? I said, I don't think you heard me. You need to move. I lost your house. No, no, I, I heard you. Are you okay? Do you need any money? How much time did it take me from that walk where I felt so punished, living in blame, shame, and justification, to experience unconditional love and truth and feeling really blessed yeah. that why or how could I be this lucky to have the mom that I have and the wife that I have and the children that I have and the life that I had. And I had to forgive myself and be accountable. And instead of going and accelerating in the wrong trajectory, mm -hmm. I took stock in who I was and what I wanted to become. And here I am 17 years later mm. with the nicest office in the world, $5 billion office, <laughs> making more money than I've ever made, helping more people. Yeah. But most importantly, my mission is to empower over a billion people to be happy. Mm. I've never been happier. I can't tell you how many times a day I'm literally pinching myself saying, I'm so grateful to have friends like our friends that are here. Right. Like, and to have people like you wanting to come in to yeah. talk to me, to share to your community mm. the opportunity of being happy. Yeah. And I talk to people all the time. If you want to do one thing right now in your life that have the most impact, Build a community of like-minded, open-minded, open-hearted, and open-handed people. Because the bigger your community of those type of people, the more the opportunity will be for your lifetime and probably your legacy's lifetime. That's amazing. Oh my gosh, dude! Just listen to this. You know, for my for my audience, but for me personally, I'm selfish on these podcasts. Man. <laughs> me too. I, I'm just, you know, like I don't ask questions that you know all, like that my audience wants. I want to ask you the questions that I want. And this is just amazing with the feedback. And I know people listening to this are going to get something from it because that's how it works, right? Right. But, I mean, God, you're just tugging on my heartstrings right now just talking about this stuff. You know, you know what's important because you're building quite a, a big brand yourself and you're going to have a great impact is one of the simplest lessons, and I learned this from speaking, um, is that one of the most dangerous things about building a brand or speaking mm -hmm. is that let's say you get on to your first stage, your first podcast, 100 people, yeah. right? 100 people watching you, 100 people download your first podcast. Here's the danger. 10% of the people will always resonate with you. Mm. Meaning no matter what you say, 10% mm. of the people are all just be like, I love you. Yeah. Man, Jeremiah, you're a genius. Mm. I love Dave Meltzer. He's a yeah, genius. Right. But you also have to remember, and those people come up to you and they'll tell you, that's the best podcast ever. Right. You changed yeah. my life. Yeah. And this fools us. Yeah. You know, without humility, it fools us going, shit, I'm as good as Joe Rogan. Mm. Why do I only have 100 downloads? Or why are, are there only 100 people? Why didn't they pay me 100 grand like right. Dave Meltzer and Gary Vee to yeah. speak? <laughs> right. Well, because there's 10% of the people that automatically hate you. I tell people all the time, I know for a fact, that we, we won't do it for your podcast, that for 30 minutes I could just say the, and just say the, the, and 10% of people will be like, oh my God, that was genius. You illustrated <laughs> patience and consistency. Like, no, I learned so much by hearing the word, the, yeah. but then I could sit here and literally figure out Einstein's most complex theory of relativity, yeah. and 10% of the people will hate me. Yeah. No matter what. Right. But it's through this consistent, persistent pursuit and enjoyment of that 
that we start resonating a bigger community of the 80%. We'll always get the 10%, mm. so consistency helps there. You'll always get the 10% that hate you, so you just have to learn forgiveness. But it's the 80% that I'm really after, yeah. is can I have clarity, balance, and focus? Can I resonate and teach people the 80% that are open-minded that can aggregate into my community, that mm. can create more opportunity, not just for me, but for others. And you know, for you building this podcast, building your brand, all the things you're doing, I want you always to remember, discount the 10% that say, I love you and you changed my life. Definitely discount and forgive the ones that hate you, yeah. and they'll be there, yeah. and they'll grow on both sides. Good yeah, for you. That spectrum in between. But focus yeah. in on the 80%. Really mm. learn what people are listening for. And remember, when you learn to love what you do, this is one of the most powerful lessons that I teach. When you're consistent and persistent in the pursuit of your potential and you learn to love what you do, it will tell you all its secrets. And those secrets are the difference in life. Those are the ones, the subtleties of success, the subtleties of happiness that like, how do, why is it they're doing the same thing, but he gets such an exponential result. She gets such an exponential result because by learning, and learning to find the light, the love, and the lessons in this podcast, it's gonna tell you all its secrets. Mm. And it's those secrets that are gonna make a big difference in your life, Jeremiah. Oh, dude. Oh my gosh, I need a notepad. Someone bring me, <laughs> I need to write these down. <laughs> I'm gonna Luckily, it's recorded. We got it. <laughs> Luckily, there, it's right? recording. I was gonna say, I, I might have to <laughs> listen to this one too. Dude, this is Shit's just, coming through me today. Oh, this is amazing. I mean, this is just, and the thing is, when you speak truth, and anyone speaks truth, it's gonna resonate, right? Truth is truth, right? There's, not, there's nothing. There's nothing about truth that can resonate so much more. All right, we, there, 20 more minutes. No. You're right. <laughs> I don't want this then. But there's nothing that we'll resonates more. Yeah, well, hopefully. Uh, more with anyone is when you speak truth. You Your bring, truth. Yeah, okay. Right? My truth not everybody else's truth. Why is that? Because isn't, is there a Frequency. difference between your truth and the truth, right? Yeah. There, there is okay. because I'm human. Okay. And so, in, in, and I think it's frequency based, vibration based. And I mm. tell people all the time, it's important to know your frequencies, your neighborhood. And so we can only be aware of that, which vibrates equal to or equal to or less than Meaning us. You can't pick up any frequencies higher than truth that. vibrates the fastest oh. and the truth comes from source, right? So you wait. Everyone vibrates at a different frequency. If you're vibrating at my frequency, which you are, by the way, <laughs> everything I say is going to resonate. No, you're raising that. my frequency right, right now. I'm trying to get up but to this you, point. You're, you're, you, it's resonating with you. And I tell people all the time, don't write down yeah. everything someone says, even right. if, it, yeah. if it seems to be truthful. Write down what really resonates with you. Yes. Create a system to access mm -hmm. what resonates with you. And so, look, my truth is my truth. Your truth is your truth. This is where accountability comes in, is that... Remember, you're participating in a perception, mm. right? My life is a participating, participating in a perception, and I just try to elevate others' vibrations or frequencies so they're more aware of their truth. Mm. And if your truth and I, my truth are aligned, it's going to aggregate together, it's going to compound, and it's going to accelerate, and we're going to develop a community that has more opportunities. See, my whole mission in life is to surround myself with two types of people, people that we can help each other and people that we know that can help each other. Mm. And if we build a community of people that are willing to help each other and know people that are willing to help each other, I promise you we will maximize all the opportunity that exists, productivity, accessibility, gratitude, efficiently, effectively with statistical success mm. to one goal, just being happy, mm. waking up every day in gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspired by effectively communicating. Mm.
And there, and well, I love this because when you're talking about this different frequency, this is opening my mind to see like when you say your truth. Normally, when I say "oh, your truth," no, there's the truth, right? But actually, as I'm listening to your exact, because based on the perception of one person and his experience through life, this is truth for him, right? Yeah. And he may just need to elevate his level of thinking, elevate his level. And uh, so say someone who goes their first, you know, uh, event, right? They're gonna learn something, but then they sit down in a podcast and listen to David Meltzer and you've elevated their way of thinking. Now they see a whole new perspective on everything and truth has now expanded almost for them, right? Yeah. That is fascinating. That, God, dude, we're just gold on this thing. Man. And look, I'm still learning myself. In fact, the other day, one of the biggest takeaways I had was still today, sometimes the way I feel uh, about my family situation or a personal situation or the way I feel about my business, mm. I automatically think everybody else feels that way. Mm. So like, I feel like, oh no, I, I feel this way so my wife feels this way. Right. Or I feel this way my team feels this way. Right. Right? They don't. Yeah, right. They, that's their truth. <laughs> yeah. Right? Sometimes we screw up. So I almost said the F word. We screw say up. Say it, man. I'll yeah, yeah. When I say the F word all, all the right, time. All right, good. Yeah. So we fuck, fuck up. We fuck <laughs> up. Because we're like, literally wasting energy because we think other people are feeling like we feel or we could determine what other people's perception is. We have no idea. And so when we look at our own essence, and I look at three things in my essence, what are my skills? What are my knowledge of who and what? And what is my desire? And if I stick to my skills, my knowledge and my desire, then that's my essence. And it's gonna resonate with people that are at that same frequency mm. and then we're going to aggregate accelerate and compound that essence mm. hopefully for positive progress mm. i mean when you just said that you're talking about you're, you're just talking about who you are and all i can hear is you live in you like who you are and the greatest uh, it, it what has really been shown to me is the greatest pursuit of this life is to discover who you are and your potential that's right and once you've discovered that you live in that to me that's what you're saying is that is consistency that is being unshakable in, in all this chaos around us. That is what being light and truth is. That is what is being knowing who you are and acting accordingly. Right. And yeah. understanding that this is who I am and that is who you are. And just, and I don't have, you don't have to be me and I don't have to be you, but understanding and me knowing who I am is the greatest truth and, and consistent. And that is what we would say confidence. Yeah. Right. That is confidence. That is, is the confidence. understanding of who I am and living in that power. Right. Yeah. And being able to identify fear, mm. you know, and utilize fear. See, fear has two utilizations. One is it does get us up and get us started, get us back up and get us back started. It can be a tool. Yeah, it can. Yeah. Absolutely. In the short yeah. term, you know, it's like a rocket ship. All yeah. that fuel, man, it gets yeah. you off the ground. It'll get you going. But it's not going to get you there. <laughs> and when we can clear the interference, once gravity takes over, out into outer space, right? When the gravitational pull, the attraction, mm -hmm. all the different spiritual or, you know, for me, quantum types of philosophies mm -hmm. exist. It's about clearing the interference, not about fueling the journey. Mm -hmm. And so I'm constantly trying to make sure that I'm utilizing fear in its correct manner. When I need to get up like four in the morning, I do not want to work out. I use fear mm. to get my ass out, fear of being fat or right. fear of something. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I tell myself, all right, five minutes in, now I'm going to clear the interference and I utilize a different uh, strategy of fear, mm. which is to identify it, stop, 
not resist it, go over it, under it, or be courageous. Don't deny it, lie to it, cheat it, manipulate it. Mm. I simply stop when I identify fear, mm. breathe through my nose, out through my mouth, and now I roll in the trajectory. The analogy I use, when you are in fear, your mind, your body, and soul are on fire. Yeah, that'll get you out the seat. Yeah. When you're on fire, it'll get you it'll moving. Get you going, yeah. Right, but you don't want to burn up in the atmosphere. So what you want to do when you're on fire is you stop, you drop to center, and then you roll in the trajectory. So when you're on fire, stop, drop, and roll. Same as we would anywhere else. That's classic. Love it, brother. Man, I mean, I wish I wish we could sit here and talk for hours, honestly, but I know you're a busy man. I want to respect your time. Active. Busy means unavailable. Oh. Next lesson. <laughs> there you go. If there's one lesson you want to leave with the rest of the audience, I mean, this has just been pure gold. Then I'm honored to have you on. This was amazing to listen to you. If there's one thing you want to leave us with, what would it be? Well, first, I want to let everyone know that I'm more than happy to send you guides, exercises. I one of the few people that not only give you my book for free, but pay for shipping. So I'll sign that sucker. Just put in the notes my email direct. Absolutely. Put it in there, David at dmelcher.com. Yeah. Very simple. Be kind to your future self. Mm. Do good deeds. Good deeds create good progress. Good progress creates good outcomes. By being kind to your future self and doing good deeds, all the outcomes are better that you desire will happen in an accelerated manner mm. and kindness to me people ask me all the time what would you want to say on your tombstone mm. simply be kind mm. that's amazing everybody listen to this we're going to put all these links in the you know down below everyone please go follow this man if you're not already i feel like everyone should be already following this guy go follow him at david Meltzer. and that that's the tag on instagram yeah. is that right uh, David Meltzer, we're going to link all of his stuff from his podcast to his YouTube. If you were inspired today by his message, just like I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back and watch this and write down all the notes I was thinking because I'm like, damn, dude, this is what I needed to hear today. But I truly thank you so much for taking the time. It was, it was an honor talking with you. We're going to do more. Thank you and awesome. thank your community. Yeah, thank you, brother.